Welcome to the Money and Meaning Show. I'm your host, Kanae Corner, National Certified Counselor and the world's number one clinical hypnotherapist specializing in stress management for healthcare professionals who want to turn a life of stress into a life of meaning and help their patients do the same. Tune in each week. I'll show you how to respond to yourself first. So, are you ready to let go of your stress? Well, let's get into today's show. Welcome to the Money and Meaning Podcast. This week's episode is all about how to change your habits. And I'm going to say five ways, but you know how I do. Sometimes I tell you I'm going to give you five and I end up giving you 10. But what if I only give you three? Are you going to be upset with me? Okay, good. So glad we had this conversation because the reason why I say that is because I don't have an outline today, like a freestyle. Yeah. But don't get upset with me because you know this is my expertise. As a hypnotherapist, what I work on every single time I work with a patient is habits, changing habits. One of my favorite things, people believe that people don't change and I happen to know they do. And in fact, I'm part of that change. I essentially am a change agent. I help people change. It is the absolute most rewarding thing I've ever done in my life because I've done a lot in my life. But this job, being a hypnotherapist, helping people change, helping people get out of their pain, helping people improve areas of their lives that that they just wish were better. It's nothing like it. It's really like heaven. At the end of the day, I am not tired. I am fueled because I really have created a life full of meaning. And that really is my claim to fame. And it's what I teach others to do. Now, most of the time when people come to me one-on-one, they're not saying, hey, I I want a life of meaning. Can you help me? Usually they're saying something like, I'm stressed, I'm overwhelmed, I'm burned out. My relationship is failing. I'm hating my, my career. And a lot of times their career is just not their calling. And that's part of, there's so many components, but what happens is we're not taught the components in school. We're just taught work hard, you know, go to school, get a job, work hard, have a family. But the formula does, does it work? And then we keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result. How many of you have been married two or three times? <laughs> yeah. And so you have this habit of just like getting rid of the first person and then getting another person, but you're probably finding that the common denominator is you. And if you haven't done anything to change your habits, you're likely attracting back into your life the same type of person, even if you didn't marry them. Just notice when you look over your life, how similar are the people that you attract? And then look at what you're doing to attract them. So that's just one way that habits work. There's so many ways that habits work in your life. Have you ever heard the statement, anything is how you do everything? That's basically talking about habits and your habits go across all the areas of your life. So I could be talking to you about how you handle money, but it's likely that's also the way that you handle love, which is why I put together the money mentality quiz. Have you taken it yet? It's really cool. You can just go to presidentiallifestyle.com slash quiz 
take the money mentality quiz. It's going to tell you how you use money to get love. So you're going to be learning about money, but you're also going to be learning about love at the same time because going back to habits, how you use money, how you navigate what we call the money cycle is basically going to determine your money reality. And your money mentality is affecting your money reality. Because if you're doing the same thing monetarily, then you're not going to navigate that money cycle any differently. Now, what I, what do I mean by that? So some people go from earning the money to enjoying the money. And if you do that, you're not growing it, you're not protecting it, and you're not gifting it. And all three of those are really important areas of the money cycle. Now, some people go straight from earning it to, let's say, saving it, and they never get to the enjoyment. And that's a habit that they have. You probably know someone like this. You might be like this. Maybe you know somebody who is, they go straight from earning it to gifting it. They just give it away. Just like, okay, I earn money. Who can I help? And they help so much that they don't have anything left for themselves know this person. And then they probably resent that they did it at the end, but they can't stop themselves. Those are habits. So today I want to talk to you about how to change the habits. But the first thing that I want to talk to you about in this list of what I think is going to be five things is what doesn't change habits. Like you will not change your habits by setting a resolution and hoping for the best. No, it won't work. It will not work. So let's say you set out and said, I want to make, I want to be a better steward of my money this year, whatever that means, right? I don't even care if you're a millionaire. If you are spending a million dollars, then you are broke because even if you earned a million dollars, all that money isn't yours. Sorry, you got to pay taxes. Yeah. So, and at that rate, if you don't have the, awesome tax attorney or whatever tax CPA, then your taxes could be pretty high. So let's say you did earn a million dollars to you, not your company, to you. And you spent a million dollars, but you didn't account for taxes. That's like 400,000 or so, depending on how high you earned it and how you do your taxes. I know if there are any accountants listening, don't judge me, um, but let's just call it 400,000. That's 400,000 wiped off your ledger, just not yours. So really you brought in 600,000. However, you spent 400. Do you see how stressful that could be? Now let's just bring those numbers down because I get it. Not everybody listening to this is a millionaire. So let's bring those numbers down a little bit to, let's just say 200,000. 200,000, you brought in 200,000 and you didn't account for the taxes. So, and, and let's say you have a job, actually. Let's say that you have a job. Don't, you don't own a business. I'm just giving you this as an example. You have a job. You got an offer letter. They said, we're going to pay you $200,000. And you said, great. And you went home and you told your spouse or your significant other, ah, we got $200,000 this year. Woohoo. Let's celebrate. Let's go out to dinner. Let's go shopping. Let's do something great. Let's buy a new house. Let's have another kid, you know, because as soon as we get more money, we find ways to spend it. This is our habit. And so you do that. You max out your budget 
to that $200,000 number because a lot of times we are really not focusing on what comes out of our money before it even gets to us. And I know all of the programs out there say, pay yourself first. And that really only works if you do have a job. But what if you're like me and many of the people I work with and you don't have a job? Paying yourself first can be kind of tricky. You, unless you set yourself up on payroll, which is what we did in Presidential Lifestyle. And I know that a lot of entrepreneurs don't do it that way in the beginning, but it's so important. It's so important. That's a whole nother podcast, how being on payroll was the very best thing that I could have done for my company. And, you know, in the first two years or whatever, you just, you don't even know how the money is coming in. So getting on payroll is virtually impossible unless you're one of those people who say they started the company and then, you know, six months later, they were already making $50,000 a month or whatever. You can hear those stories on the internet. Well, that wasn't my story. And so the first couple of years, it was like sporadic $25,000 or something. And it wasn't like it came in as $2,000 each month or anything like that. It would be like $1,000 here and $4,000 here and then 500 there and, you know, kind of like that. So I didn't put myself on payroll. But after I did, I could really see how much money was coming in. So I see that because a lot of times our habit is to just hope, like not look at the real numbers. And I'm asking you to put that hope away because hope is not going to get you there. You really need a plan. So if you go out today or next week or whenever you decide to make your resolution and say, this year, I'm going to be a better steward of my money. And then you don't have a plan for that. Then what do you think is going to happen? The same thing you did last year. You're going to push your budget to the max because you think you make $200,000 a year and you're going to end up with a lot of credit card debt. Now, I've been there. Trust me, I have. That's how I know that this is what you're doing. It's because I did it. I didn't mean to do it. I didn't know I was doing it. I didn't even like doing it, but the habit was turned on. And so I didn't know how to turn it off until I did. Thank goodness I learned that. And that's what I share with the world. So that's the first thing that I want to say. Number one, you're not going to change by setting a resolution. I like to say at Presidential Lifestyle, we set evolutions. So you can't resolve. You can just say, oh, I resolved to being a different person. No, you have to evolve into being a different person. And so that brings me to number two. One of the ways that you can change is time and repetition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That like the same way you learned your ABCs, you just try and try and try and try and try again. You will fail sometimes, but you'll get up, you'll do it again and again and again and again and again and again and again. I know I can just keep going and going and going, but you get it and you know what I'm talking about because how many times have you tried to put a habit in place and they say, oh, it takes 21 days to create a habit. Oh, it takes 30 days to create a habit. Oh, it takes 45 days to create a habit. Oh, it takes 60 days. The reason why those numbers are different all over the internet when you Google that is because it's different for different people depending on your propensity for change. If you don't like change, then it's probably going to take you 60 or 120 days to change because you'll be resistant. We're going to talk about resistance in a few minutes. 
But if you like change like I do, I thrive in change. I can change my habit in days. And my significant other, Jason, he's like that too. He can change his habit in days if he wants to. But he's had a lot of change in his life that he embraced. And same here. I've had a lot of change in my life that I've embraced. But if you're resistant to change, then your capacity to change is going to be lengthened by getting rid of that resistance. So even though you're doing over and over and over and rep time and repetition and time and repetition, you're going to need more time and more repetition to really drive it in to your habit. Now, the reason why that is, is because the brain goes towards familiar and away from unfamiliar. So if your brain is going towards familiar and away from unfamiliar, your habit is familiar. This new thing that you're trying is unfamiliar. So you can't change if your brain keeps going towards the same place, right? Yeah. So it takes some time to change your brain. And that time that it takes your brain to change, you'll have to help your brain feel safe with unfamiliar. Now, left to your own devices, you may not know how to do this, but maybe you need a, a guide. We call it, we have virtual guides here at Presidential Lifestyle that can guide you through this change. Um, for some people, they are also called courses out in the world. We call them virtual guides. And for some people, a guide, a virtual guide or a course will be helpful for them. And they'll just take that course and they'll, you know, nail it and they'll change. I am not like that. I don't learn very well from a virtual course. My attention span just won't do that. But what I can learn from really well is like live coaching. So that like that on demand, even though I offer that, the virtual guides in my program, it's not the way I learn. And the reason why I offer it is because some people do learn that way. I just don't. I do learn, however, I learned very well from live coaching for some reason. And I'm not a huge fan of coaching because a lot of times coaching is do this and then it doesn't give you a way to change your habit. And so that's why I love hypnotherapy. And that's why I do. I do live hypnotherapy in a group setting because I know that this is the way to really affect change. And so the live coaching, even though it doesn't usually come with hypnotherapy, is a better way for me to learn. And that might be the way that you learn. Getting in a live coaching group that is going to every week help you adjust and adjust and adjust a little bit more. And that is where your time and repetition is going to come in. Now, the great thing about being a, a member of the Prosperity Club is that you don't have to rely on that time and repetition. So what might take you two years to change might take you two months to change or six months to change because every week you're putting new neurons in place. Your brain is saying, oh, that's safe. That's okay. Because left to your own devices on your own, it's going to be very tough to convince your critical brain who's going to call BS on what you're saying. BS brain is going to be like, no freaking way. That is not, that's unfamiliar. How do you know that's safe? It's going to argue with you and push back and resist. So I want to, I am going to tell you more about resistance in just a few minutes. But so I know I keep bringing it up, 
But it's important because that's what you're up against. You're up against your brain's resistance. We call it the critical brain. And the critical brain is the one that says, no, I don't believe you. I don't believe you, Kanae. You're not going to do this. You didn't do it before. I'm not going to waste my time trying it for you because you're not going to do it. So I'm going to stay right here in the familiar and I'm not going to the unfamiliar. No, I won't do it. Sorry. And then I'm going to say, oh, forget it. It's too hard. That resolution. Screw it. And it might only be two weeks in, but that's just the way the brain works. So don't get mad at your brain. Actually, you should thank your brain. You should be like, thank you. Thank you, critical brain. You do such a good job protecting me from the unknown. Wow. You're amazing at it. Here's a, I'd like to make a deal with you though, critical brain. I want to try this new thing. Could you just give me, could you give me three days to try it? Just three days. That's all I ask. And if you want to come back and pop up in and, and, and crap all over it and complain, I'll let you just tell that to your critical brain. Now, those are little tips I'm throwing out. Told you I was going to throw in a little extra bonus tips, little critical brain tips there. But what I'm really saying is time and repetition. That's what it takes to change. Now, that's a really, really, really long change. And some of this I did that way. But now that I am a hypnotherapist, because of this work that I've been doing, I've been doing for years. I know you just found out about me yesterday. So you think I just started doing it, but I didn't. I've been doing it for years. And when I say years, I mean many years. And it was layer on top, layer on top of layer. And I just added things on. And so over the years, I've time and repetition, but a lot of money as well. I've invested in myself in ways that you can't even imagine. And But I, I'm going to share it with you so you don't have to imagine it and you'll be able to do it, but you'll be able to do it faster, which is why I do this podcast because I feel like I want to pour into you as much as I can here, but I'd love to bring you closer to me. And for some of you, that'll be a virtual guide. And for others, that won't be. This will be the only way we we talk. This will be as close as we get to each other. And that's okay. I'm okay with that. For some, how do you say like a slow dating, which I was never really good at. I fast track. If this is going nowhere, I want it to go nowhere fast. <laughs> I want to know. But you know, the slow dating where you see somebody once a week for a couple of months or so. And then next thing you know, you want to see them more than you see them twice a week, blah, 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 blah. Well, maybe that's how our, our relationship will go. Who knows? Anyway, I'm curious to see. I don't know if you are, but I love that you come back every week and listen to the podcast. And if you want to get closer, then we can get closer in ways. Of course, I'll put them in the show notes in the ways that we can get closer together. But the reason why I bring that up is because time and repetition is the slowest and I would say the hardest way to change. And if you don't want to do it by yourself, you don't have to. But if you do, if that's your story, if you're like, nope, I want to do it on my own, and do that and be proud of that choice because I'm not judging you. So don't judge yourself. Okay. So time and repetition. And I don't have a cool segue for this, but the other way that your brain learns usually is a catastrophic event. Hmm. Yeah. Many of you have experienced a catastrophic event. Have you? So a catastrophic event could be a tsunami, right? It it could be literally a tsunami, or it could be a tsunami of sorts where 
I just saw this post, somebody, it was an actor, and it was like so much happened to them in a very short amount of time. Like one parent died and the other parent died and then a best friend died and somebody close to them was like diagnosed with cancer and maybe they lost a job or something or like some money, um, but they were still in gratitude and still really willing to help. But usually those catastrophic events are what help us change. So when I was looking at how many catastrophic events that person experienced, I realized, I know as a hypnotherapist, that there was an even earlier catastrophic event that allowed that person to learn that catastrophic events don't end your life usually. And I think Nietzsche said that which does not kill us makes us stronger. So sometimes it does in your life or somebody close to you's life. Like what we are experiencing, we're at the tail end of, I'm hoping, this coronavirus. And for some of you, you know, several people who have died. Like I've I, I mentioned a couple episodes, oh, one episode ago, my sister does. She knows several people who died from COVID. I don't know anybody personally. I just know like somebody told me that somebody like kind of like that, but it didn't hit me. But these catastrophic events, whether it's yours or somebody else's close to you, those changes, those can change your brain really quickly. And you may have heard me use this this example before. So the time of repetition is like how you learn your ABCs. You just do it over and over and over again. And over time, you get it. Well, catastrophic event is fast. It goes from familiar to unfamiliar really quickly. And I like to you, give you the example of like food poisoning. Like if you eat something, you've eaten it a thousand times. In fact, it might even be one of your favorites. And then you eat it and you get sick, like you throw up or something happens, you get diarrhea, whatever. It just makes you sick and the body is like, never again. I will never, ever eat that thing. It doesn't even want to be close to it, doesn't want to smell it. It's like, no, 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 no. You see how quickly your brain changed though. But when you're trying to stop eating cookies or chips or pizza or whatever's making you gain weight, time and repetition is the route that you usually use instead of eating a really, really crappy piece of cake <laughs> that made you throw up and then now you hate cake. I know, I'm just being silly, but that's a diet. I mean, somebody should come up with it. I think it's a really cool diet. Like you order this diet program and it's just like a really disgusting cake. <laughs> you eat it and then throw, you throw it up and you're not going to want cake ever again. So for those of you who love cake, you're really mad at me right now. Um, or for those of you who are on a diet and it's like, it's not that easy today. You're really mad at me right now. Um, but we've got to be able to laugh at these things because laughter is also a way to help get through your habits, believe it or not, because laughter lightens it. And when you're, when you're really serious about the change, like serious, then the brain gets more serious and it gets more critical. And so if you go on the lighter side and laugh about it and not judge yourself and just like, oh girl, you can do better tomorrow. You ate that cake. Mm -mm -mm. That's all right. Tomorrow, no cake. And that's the time of repetition kind of thing. And this one, it wasn't on my list, but I'm going to talk to you about the positive thinking. It works, but it doesn't. It's not enough. And so the catastrophic event is an example of, we didn't even need the positive thinking. It was just like, no more. That thing, bam, it happened and take it out of your brain. Now the critical brain is critical in a different way. It's not judging you for eating cake as much as it's saying, I won't let you eat cake. It's in the way now. 
resistance again. Resistance is not a bad thing, though. Resistance can be a good thing. And the reason why I say resistance can be a good thing, two reasons why it can show you where you still have to do some work, but it also can help you refrain from the things that aren't serving you. Yeah. Have you ever thought about it that way? Even though sometimes it's in a way of you changing, it can be in the way of keeping you from things that aren't good for you. So say you dated somebody. Sometimes when I, I see a patient who is going through a breakup and they keep going back and forth and go back and forth and they really want help to not go back to this person, then I ask the question, what would it take? Like, what was is the worst thing this person could do? What would a deal breaker be? I was speaking with someone before and, and this was a guy and he's dating a, a girl. And and I he said like, the worst thing that she could do would be to get pregnant by somebody and then not like he didn't, he finds out about it and it's not his and blah, blah, blah. And that would be like the worst, most abusive thing that she could do. And so, so that's the question that I ask people. What would it take? What's the worst thing that could happen to make you give this up? And then the other side of that, see more tips is I want to ask you, what is it that you love more than you love this thing? So this is a combination of time and repetition and catastrophic event. I'm kind of creating a catastrophic event through, which brings me to my next point, hypnotherapy. So you got resolutions are not the way to change. So you can do it, but hope is not going to get you there. So stop making resolutions. That's number one. Two, you can try time and repetition. It does work, but it takes a lot of time and effort. And then Number three is the catastrophic event. You can't plan a catastrophic event. Usually it just happens, but you could try like the order that really disgusting cake that might help you stop eating sweets. I don't know how, who a company is going to do this, but I just want 1%, just one, that's all, just 1% for the idea. But um, you usually can't plan a catastrophic event. They usually just happen. And when they just happen, you react then. However, you don't always want to wait on a catastrophic event to get you to change, which is why hypnotherapy exists. Hypnotherapy is sort of like that catastrophic event. Now, what I was just telling you, kind of like asking yourself these questions, what's the worst thing that could happen? What would be the deal breaker to make me stop doing this? And then kind of like, what would be the best thing, kind of, I guess you could say, that could happen? Like, that is a way to get you to create that catastrophic event? What if you could imagine that the worst thing happened? Because guess what? The brain doesn't know the difference between the imagination and what in real life. Like when you imagine something, this is why manifestation works so well. When you imagine something, your brain thinks you're really there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like even watching a movie, that's kind of, you're kind of hypnotized by that movie. That's why you yell out at the screen like, no, don't go in there because you really think they can hear you. Now, I know some people don't do that, but some people do. Some people get really drawn in and and we all have varying degrees of how hypnotizable we are. So some people are more hypnotizable and so they can get hypnotized by a movie very easily and get drawn in. And that's why some people cry in movies and some people don't because they are more hypnotizable. And so they, they were touched by that line in the movie. Um, but hypnotherapy you can't do on your own. I do have in my um, meaningful meditation series, and this comes with your Prosperity Club membership. I have in there, well, I think it's a bonus actually in your Prosperity Club membership. But anyways, 
inside there, I do have a self-hypnosis. Now, the self-hypnosis I'm recording, it's me. I'm talking. I give you some instruction and then I have you do it. The next, I separate it. I give you the instruction, teach you how to do it, and then I walk you through it. But it's my voice, not yours. Of course, you could record your own self-hypnosis if you wanted to and then listen to it back. Now, it's not going to be as effective because you don't know what I know, but it, it does work. So I give you what I plan to do next year, 2021. What I plan to do for 2021 is give you some tips that you can do on your own, but also tell you how you can work with me. Now, I am specializing in healthcare professionals who want to make a difference and make money because that's what I do. That's who I am. Healthcare professional who's learned how to create a life of meaning, doing exactly what I love and offering that gift to the world for money. And I am unapologetic about charging for it. But I know there are many, many people out there who are not, which is another habit that needs to get broken because that's just absurd. So you're telling me that a athlete should get paid for playing ball. He doesn't get paid by the hour. He doesn't. Yeah, he or she, but they get paid handsomely, big, big bucks. Why? Because people are willing to pay. And you're telling me that, I don't know, just the CEO of, let's say, Disney should get paid more than you, your CEO too. So you should get paid as well. It's no reason why you are not worth the money that you in your heart know you are. It's just the problem is your heart says you shouldn't. Your programming says you shouldn't. And this is why hypnotherapy, time and repetition, you know, I already told you resolutions don't work, but even catastrophic events. Now, if a catastrophic event happened, you're about to lose your house or somebody needed surgery, all of a sudden you start charging what you're worth. That catastrophic event would kick start you into asking for the money you needed because you are desperate. But if we, why do we have to get there? Why do you have to get to that catastrophic event to ask for what you're worth? You are changing lives. Yes, you are. Now, if you're not, then don't charge what you're worth because you're not doing anything. But if you're changing lives, you don't need another certificate, another letter behind your name to charge more money. You can do it right now and I can show you. Now, it usually starts by first understanding what you've been doing to get yourself where you are, right? I call that identify. And then it's about the intention. Where do you want to be? Set an intention to go there. But there are a couple of other things that happen after that, because that's the easy part. But we've got to bridge to get the gap between those two. And that's what we do in the Prosperity Club. But before we even talk about the Prosperity Club, you don't even know if you qualify. You don't even know if it's right for you. You don't even know if you can can learn the way I teach in the Prosperity Club. So what I usually tell people is to take my Money and Meaning Masterclass. It is it's phenomenal. I've been using it for a couple of years now and I've seen such good results from it. That might be even too much for you. So you might start with the money mentality quiz. It's free. The money and meaning masterclass is three days. It's not free. I'm going to pour it into you for three days. You think I'm going to do that for free? And I'm going to teach you to ask for what you're worth. And I'm going to do that for free. That makes no sense. I can't do that because if I do that, then I'm showing you that you should be doing that. And that's not the example I want to give you. So there is something that I can give you for free. This podcast, sometimes write blog articles 
and I have the money mentality quiz and the guide that goes with that. That's free. But then I'm going to pour into you for three days in our intensive virtual program, Money and Meaning. And I'm going to show you five ways to change, like to really shift your thinking around money specifically. It's really around money specifically. Now, it works whether you're a healthcare professional or otherwise. I've specialized in healthcare professionals because I've seen that they need a lot of help. Now, sure, there are doctors who are making millions of dollars doing whatever it is that they do because they don't need the help. They already charge what they're worth. In fact, they probably charge more than what they're worth. But that's a whole other conversation. But you are not charging what you're worth because society told you that it's better to give than to receive. And so you're trying to do a good job of giving, but you're not doing such a good job at receiving. So I would say this year, 2021 coming up, this year coming up, what if you said, I'm going to be, a, I'm going to do a better job receiving. That's how you become a better steward of your money is by receiving more of it. Now, I told you I was ad-libbing and freestyling. I didn't know I was going to go down that road. So I'm going to wrap back around and tell you about this last thing. I call it breakthrough resistance techniques. And it's something I teach healthcare professionals because you don't have to be a hypnotherapist to do all the things that I do. I've already told you a couple of things that you can do on your own. I want you to see that this breakthrough resistance techniques, there are a couple of them that you can do on your own. And I am going to give them as a bonus when I do the money and meaning masterclass, the three-day masterclass. It's going to be in January. I don't know the dates exactly right now because I'm at living right now. I can look at my calendar and see, but I don't have it in front of me. So if you click the link in the show notes, you will see or go to join prosperityclub.com. You'll see, you'll see exactly how much it costs, what it takes, what goes into the three days. You'll see, just go there. You'll see what you need to see. You'll get your questions answered and you and I, we can work together successfully. Now that is only if you want to get closer to me. Yeah. Think about it. I'm I'm already committed to you. So, you know, I'm here every week and that's how I've committed to you. So if you want to commit more to me, like if you want to go on a, like instead of us talking on the phone and texting, we can kind of like actually go on a date together. <laughs> My boyfriend's going to kill me for talking to you like this anyway. <laughs> so I want to tell you about resistance before we go. And then yeah, we're going to wrap this up because I didn't even mean for this episode to be this long. I actually thought these little five tips were going to be like 15 minutes. I know I was obviously not right. I didn't have that right. Well, here we go. So resistance. So resistance, as I said earlier, is not necessarily a bad thing. Resistance lets us know what work we still have to do. But resistance basically is your brain saying, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. You haven't done anything to get me to a place where I will change. So pay attention to that resistance because you can break through it. Listen to that resistance. Don't let resistance get up in the way and then you quit because that's a lot of times what happens. 
Uh, maybe you've experienced this before when you were your last resolution to get in shape or whatever. And if you're in shape, then I'm not talking to, to you about with that example. Maybe your last resolution was to stop some other vice that you're doing, smoking or drinking or sex or dating the same type of person or working too much. Uh-huh. You know that one? Uh-huh. I thought you knew that one. I Yeah, I know that one too. So I'm not judging you. <laughs> I'm right in that club. Working was was my vice. I would throw myself into work and I don't do that anymore because I created this life of meaning. But that's what I would do whenever I was resistant to any change. I would just go to work and then I couldn't figure out how to resist work. So that's the other side of resistance. You are going to have to give yourself a way to break through that resistance, a way to resist what it is that is getting in the way, that block that's blocking you. Because there are blocks. And if you're going to break through them, you first have to know what they are. That's the identify in our it formula. Let's see, identify. You've got to identify what they are. What are your blocks? And you can do that on your own or I can help you. And then you need to set an intention. And, and that intention that you set is going to help you break through. That's what we call your why. And you got to know how you want to feel because you can't do this without knowing that. that's You got to get really clear on that. And then you're going to bridge the gap between those two. But before you can bridge the gap between those two, imagine that this bridge has an entry. And the way they built this bridge is that they built a wall up. That wall is resistance. And so where you are on on the side that you are, there's a wall on that side. On the other side, it's beautiful. It's awesome over there but it's unfamiliar. Now you've already gotten your brain toward, away from, from familiar and you said, come on, we're going to go across this bridge. But then your brain gets there and there's a wall. This happens so much. I see it all the time. There was a wall and your brain is like, you know what? Never mind. I was going to do it. But since there's a wall there, that makes it hard. I'm not doing it. You got to have something to break through that resistance. Now it could be me. It could be another person. It could be you. You're just going to work, 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 work on your brain and tell it to push through. It could be a loved one of yours. You can have an accountability partner, but it's got to be somebody you trust, like not somebody you're going to shut down when they t- when they remind you of what your your dream, your goal, your target. That's what we call them here in, at, in presidential lifestyle. We call them targets. So your target, who is going to help you stick to that target? Who's going to help you keep hitting that, that wall in the same spot over and over and over again until it breaks. Who's going to help you keep that time and repetition going because you can't do it on your own? Who's going to help you turn that resolution into a plan? Who's going to help you when you hit that catastrophic event to pick up those pieces and move through it? Who's going to help you? If it's not hypnotherapy, it's got to be somebody or something. So you've got to look at What's going to help you break through your resistance? You can come and hang out with me and I'll teach you the breakthrough resistance techniques or you can get it on your own. All I'm saying is you got to get it though. If you want to do something different, if you want to stop the habit that you've had this year and beyond, you might've heard me talk about it earlier in the year, but I've created this habit of eating chips, but I stopped now, but I had during the early, at the beginning of the year when COVID was happening, I actually started eating jalapeno chips. And it was a very specific one. It was the, the brand was from the Sprouts brand and it was 
I just fell in love with them and I needed them every single week. Every time I went to the grocery store, I had to buy them. I don't know where it came from, but I had to get myself out of that habit. And I did. And I didn't really do hypnotherapy, not a traditional hypnotherapy, kind of like a self-hypnotherapy on myself to get away from it. And now I can eat them sporadically, periodically, just as a treat here or there. And I don't have to eat the whole bag and I don't have to go back to the grocery store and get more. I don't need that comfort that they were giving me, whatever it was that I thought the chips were giving me, I got in my real life. And that is a whole nother episode. So next week, we're not going to have an episode, but the following week we will. So I'll miss you guys next week. I really will. You'll probably hear promo for on next week. You'll probably hear that me just advertising and letting you know what we have going on for the new year. You may, you may not, but for sure we'll be back on the 30th. And that's what I'm going to tell you. Ooh, I, I got some stuff for you on the 30th. Yeah, because I want you to customize your own American dream and we call it your prosperity plan. And so I want to tell you what goes into that prosperity plan. Then I want to see if you'd like to create your prosperity plan with me. This is the money and meaning masterclass that I, I talked about. And if you do, then we can do that together. I'll tell you all the dates. It's already in the show notes right now. But if you want to hang out with me, not next week, but the week after, we're going to go through a little mini version of that. And then you can click the link, become, get on the waiting list because it's going to be what, three weeks before we do it. But now is the time. Get on the list like because you can get some pre-work done because I'm going to send you some pre-work. And that's what I'm saying. Just click the link and see what it's all about because it's, this episode is about change, not about this Money and Meaning Masterclass. So uh, although I'm dropping that in your world, I don't want to make this podcast about that. I want to make this podcast about how to change your habits. And you might still have questions. So if you do, go ahead and email us podcast at presidentiallifestyle.com. And the way that I love it, I'd love it if you could record a minute or two and send it to me at that email address and I can just listen to it. Well, it probably won't be me, but it will be somebody on our team and then they'll get it over to me. So I love you for being here and I'll stay all the way to the end because this is a long one, but habits are Changing habits is important. It's a very, very important part of our lives because we find it so difficult to do. So I just want you to know I am here for you. And however you interact with me, I am so incredibly grateful. This year has been an awesome year for me. I've learned so much this year. I have some things taken from me, but I've gained. I've lost some things, but I've gained some things. I've maintained some things. But most of all, I've gained clarity. And I know because you're here right now with me, I know that I mean something to you and you mean something to me. So thank you for making my life full of meaning. I appreciate you. All right, my Prospero. Thanks for listening all the way to the end, my Prosperity Pro. I want to stay connected with you. Here are four ways. Pick the one that works best for you if you want to stay connected with me. One, if you have any questions, I'd love to answer them. Send them to podcast at presidentiallifestyle.com. I'd love it if you would make a one or two minute audio message and attach it to an email. That'd be the easiest way for me to get it. 
ask me anything about creating a life of meaning over money and I'll get you an answer. Remember the email address is podcast at presidentiallifestyle.com. Two, subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends because you guys might want to have a discussion about it, especially if they're a CEO who wants to shift from the old American dream to a life of meaning. Three, we try not to have any sponsors on this show unless they are truly in line with our values. I mean, really a good fit. So that means we fund this podcast ourselves. I'd like you to take a look at our resource page to see if there's any products or services that we recommend that are right for you. If not, no worries, maybe later. If so, please use our affiliate link to purchase. Thank you in advance for doing that. You are such an amazing person. Okay, four and last. If you want to know what's happening over here at Presidential Lifestyle and you want us to email you the update, then go to presidentiallifestyle.com slash blog slash now. And you'll see the current updated blog for the week, but you'll also see a link to subscribe to that blog. We can email it to you if you like. That's presidentiallifestyle.com slash blog slash now. Don't worry. You don't have to remember that link or any links. They're all in the show notes. Oh, and I forgot to say, if you're enjoying this podcast, go ahead and leave us a review and tell us how much you're enjoying it. And now for the legalese. This podcast is not to replace professional counsel. The best advice is from a professional who knows you and your specific situation. The topics discussed in this podcast are general in nature and for informational or entertainment purposes only. We encourage you to meet with a professional that you can discuss your specific situation with. Whether you choose us or someone else, one-on-one counsel is important, whether it's a financial, therapeutic, legal, or other decision. So that's all for now. I'll see you next episode. And remember, you can have wealth in all of its forms. Believe it, and you'll soon see it.